Cheers, and welcome to There's Still a Chance podcast. Talking Giants, welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boy Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Panic. Giants lost 27-13 to the Ravens. We're going to talk all about that. But it's crazy that we are coming to you in going into Week 17 off of three straight losses with five wins, and we still could very well win this division. It's crazy. We're, but we're, we're going to focus on the Ravens, and then we'll, we'll get to – we'll talk about big-picture stuff towards the end of the podcast. Justin, how are you feeling, man? Like, you know, obviously we, we lost. This sucks. It was a better team. But how are you feeling right now? Well, at uh four thirty today, I was like, "All right, ready to end the year. Whatever happens at four o'clock happens. If Washington wins, if Philly wins, Philly looked good, by the way. Philly even had the momentum. I feel heading into this game. I know Dallas uh, is on a little mini winning streak themselves, but Jalen Hurts looked really good, and then kind of looked like a rookie in the second half. But I, I was ready. I was ready to be like, "All right, cool. Let's start talking about Gettleman. Let's start talking about the draft and." Bobby and I, we have been reflecting on how we're going to get the same question for three months. Who do we take in the first round? Do we need a quarterback? And what does the future of general manager look like? At least we were going to get that for the next few weeks. But um, we're here. The Eagles lost. Cowboys won. And we will have meaningful January football in 2021. It's nuts. It, it's, it's nuts. It is nuts that we are going to be playing the weeks. Like, you know, uh, we were, like you said, we were like, it's like, obviously, we want to win. It's like, man, I would like to just have some closure going to this week. But now that it's like, okay, those teams lost. Now it's like, oh, I'm, I'm actually excited. Let's talk about this game, though, Justin. The Giants got worked. Um, the Ravens did whatever they wanted on offense for the first three quarters of the game. The Giants' offense wasn't scoring. Um, you know, they didn't get their first points to the third drive of the game, which I actually want to talk about, like, why, you know, what stalled out the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones was back. Um, I actually thought he looked pretty good. I like what Jason Garrett did today, which is even more surprising than anything probably that happened today. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to just let's? I mean, we we start with the offense. Let's start with the offense, Justin. Right? You know, we we get the criticism for being anti-Garrett people. Um, he deserves it, but for the people that don't like how we're so anti-Garrett, and that's all, and that's all that we talk about, according to some people, let's talk about actually why we think he had a good game plan because really uh, that was if there's a positive to take out of this game it's that and then the rest pretty much everything else is negative so go go ahead well, I'm still on on fire Jason Garrett mode like this it does it doesn't change it doesn't move the needle for that for me at right. all um but I thought this was the third and a half good game he called I, I I give Steelers a half a game because at the time I was like I liked it but looking back it's like oh that was just indicative of, of who we are um the Ravens blitzed like crazy. They played a lot of man in coverage, and we attacked the ball downfield. And I get, you know, we only had 13 points, but like, let's go through a drive by drive and see what happened. It was, it was on the players today. It wasn't on Jason Garrett. The first drive, you know, now he did run the sticks play on the first pass, and I was like, oh my god, are we really doing this? But they have a third and seven, then they get two false starts, third and 17. So you're obviously punting there. The next drive. Uh, that fir- the first pass is that Shep play where you know Jones just throws it to nobody when he sh- when Shep should have kept it going and curled, and then on but they end up getting to a third down. Mac drops the ball. Mac drops the ball, and the offense look like okay, like they're getting some stuff done. The third drive was the field goal. We they should have. I mean, you both believe they should went on fourth down, but nonetheless they got down there. 
Um, on, on third down, they had a look they want. The, the play they ran was good. They just couldn't. They just didn't get any separation. Um, the fourth drive of the game was a uh, that, and then there's that's halftime. Fourth drive of the game, sack first play, fifteen yard pass, third and three. Then you have that Evan Ingram one on one on the outside. He gets no separation. Jones doesn't put the ball on him. That's on the players right there. Fifth drive of the game, they end up scoring a field goal. Thirteen plays, sixty six yards. That it, that's probably where the play where we all will criticize Garrett is that first down screen play where you lose for five oh. yards. That sucked. Yeah, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I hated his game plan because of one game or one play. And then the sixth drive of the game, they scored a touchdown. Then 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 it was basically the end of the game. So this offense just isn't a good offense. It, it, and when people have talked about the players being like, well, you know, what does Garrett have to work with? It's like, yeah, but that's not an excuse to not attack. You know, not take chances. And what Garrett did this game is he took chances. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about individual stats. Jones pushed the ball downfield. And it wasn't just throwing the ball, you know, chucking the ball deep. It was moving. It was keeping stuff open underneath. We'll talk about his underneath all numbers. You know, it's uh, the players. The players let, let Jason Garrett down this game. The players let Jason Garrett down this game on offense. And I also want to mention that this Ravens defense is really freaking good. Really good. Like, they are, are top of the league in coverage. They they blitz like crazy, and the O line like the O line their mistakes weren't just like those were mental you know you can't put that on Jason Garrett, um, so I thought the game was called well the Ravens are just a much better team and we didn't we weren't able to convert the deep shots that we had. Yeah, it's tough when you blink and you're down fourteen nothing. It, it kind of felt like it was a twenty nineteen game, kind of felt like this was a twenty nineteen game where. Yes. We did blink, we did blink, and we were down a, a, a couple scores early on, um, and that's credit to the Ravens' offense for having really good time possession, running the ball, controlling the clock, all the things that Giants fans want the Giants to do, but we're just not good enough to do. The Ravens did today. So, definitely on the players, uh, player execution, just, you know, this this was a game where fans like to talk about wide receiver separation, fans like to talk about, you know, whether it's Jones's, I thought Jones did miss some guys deep today you know maybe we can go back and we can look I thought he could have had a little bit more he could have he could have had a little bit more of an accurate day and the CPOE the completion percentage over expected numbers back that up he had like a minus six CPOE which is not good not good I can usually live with like a minus two CPOE or you know if you're around if you're around the zeros that's fine um but if you're living in the minus six CPOE range that's not very good um tough Tough, but I, I did like I did like Jason Garrett's game plan today because what it did is even when Jones was throwing underneath, I felt like our intermediate yards after the catch numbers were consistent today. Guys were consistently getting yards after the catch even when we were throwing the ball behind the sticks, and that's what you want. That's what you want. You don't want guys to just you know catch the ball and get tackled. It, it was similar to the Tampa game plan. The difference. This game was, it seemed like the wide receivers kind of let him down, um, where Tampa, the quarterback, you know, Daniel Jones let them down. Yeah. Um, and the fact they just had better players. But like you mentioned, the deep shots, there's two to Slayton. One, it's right in Slayton's hands, but it, w- it was really good coverage. The other one, Slayton just dropped over the shoulder. The other one was the Shepard one where he curled and, and went deep. They have an Ingram one to the sideline we talked about. And what, I mean, what was... what was There was a Sterling Shepard. I, I think one of the on the first drive of the game, there was a Sterling Shepard... One on the right sideline, I think. I can't, I can't remember that one. So they just, you know, and but at the end, at the same time, 
Well, it's like, okay, did we convert our deep shots? No, it opened up stuff underneath. I mean, correct. let's, let's go through numbers, though. On those deep ones, Jones, 20-plus yards, Jones 0 for 5. In the 10 to 20 range, 7 for 10. Less than 10 yards, 17 for 25. So even though the deep stuff wasn't there, it opened stuff underneath. The fact is, is that the Ravens are a better team, and their offense blew the doors off of our off of our defense, and we are playing from behind. And when you're playing from behind, you have to be perfect. The Giants were not perfect. Um, yeah. And they're just not an offensive unit that's, frankly, frankly, I don't even know if they're an offensive unit that's built to play with the lead. I guess they are. Um, <laughs> I guess because then you're just talking about bringing out 13 personnel and trying to get at least two first downs to take enough clock off. But they're not an offensive team that can function in any kind of way where if you're asking them to put a lot of points on the board, they're not going to do it. Then they can't function offensively that way. And it's a shame because it's 2020 and this is an offensive league and they can't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's frustrating. Nothing new. Yeah, it's, Nothing it's frustrating. New. I mean, offensively. So, um, what did you... What are your what are your thoughts on Jones from this game? Because I I mean I was fine with the way he played. You know, um, you know he his stats were kind of average. It looked like a it looked like an NFL passing game, which sucks. The bar is so low right now because you know the you know two hundred fifty yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Right now is a is a good game for him, which that yeah. shouldn't be the case. You know, um, it's just it just seems like Joe Garrett only runs this game plan when he has a team. That's gonna blitz the crap out of you and play man coverage, like like this game and the Tampa game, like this is the only time he ran like these type of like this this type of aggressive game plan was against those two yeah. teams, um, so you know obviously as much as we're like happy with Jason Garrett today, big picture it's like I, I'm not I'm not on the Jason Garrett train, but I no. I thought Jones looked well today, um, especially he didn't look injured but he didn't like he had one run at the end but it was basically him just avoid like. Literally him stumbling forward to avoid a sack. Um, Thought he manipulated the pocket pretty well. Yeah. I mean, there I mean, was some times where he, like, there was pressure and he would slide to his left and, and got the pass that off. Dante, there was a Dante Pettis uh, throw on the sideline where he, he manipulated the pocket, think it was coming off the left side, maybe with Andrew Thomas, and stepped up, did what he had to do. So, uh, you know, again, this is uh, – we. I wish I had more to say about Jones. Um but in a game where, for the majority of the game, it was not a competitive game. And I'm glad Jason Garrett kind of let him operate as an NFL quarterback. And you can look at Daniel Jones' stat line and say that, oh, he had, uh, what, 252 passing yards and a, t- and a passing touchdown. That's actually, uh, if you look at at least the raw numbers of the box score, which sometimes I don't like to do, you can at least take you can at least take away from this game and say, oh, he was allowed to be an NFL quarterback in 2020 today. Yeah. Which is what they should have been doing all year, but it wasn't. Um, and and they and they were down seventeen to zero with their with like with six minutes left go, heading into their third drive, and we you know we gave the context <laughs> of what happened to end each drive. They were down seventeen to zero. I mean, we'll, we'll get to the defense because it was it was, it, you know, I get the Ravens are an awesome offense, but I I thought it was there were some issues. Like this was probably the first game where I'm pretty frustrated with Grant. Like the the Bears game, the third down three man rushes are frustrated me. This is probably the most frustrated i've been with graham since then um which is funny we're praising garrett and and you know talking about how we didn't like uh graham today um how the turntables so mm. i mean and and they just like i know some people are like well they should have ran the ball more it's like well 
like you said, I mean, they were How? down big. How? They were down big. They only had, you know, 11 carries for 51 yards. When you're down like that, when the other off, like you have to throw the ball. Like you, you don't have time on your side. Um, and I get like people saying, well, against Seattle, that's what they did. Well, it's like we scored enough points to beat Seattle today. Like if we put up the offense, like we weren't down by 17 points against Seattle. No. And <laughs> if, like, and I had, you know, people like, well, you know, the Seattle game, they like, well, after one half and one drive, they had more points today than they did the Seattle game, you know? So it's, um, listen, the, the Ravens are a better team than the Giants. The Ravens are a better team than the Giants. I thought the offense was set up well. They didn't execute. It's on the players. It, today, the yeah. game to me is totally on the players, whether it's a Mac drop, um, you know, the offensive line screwing up, the running back screwing up and blocking, because there was a couple of plays. I, I, you know, I give Dion Lewis and Wayne Gallman credit for one, you know, two of the six sacks. Uh, it's a, uh, it's just, it's just frustrating that this is what this offense is. And we'll talk about that more b- big picture with Dave Gettleman that, you know, this is, this is the 31st ranked offense in the NFL and it, and it continues to be that way. Yeah. And also, but again, the, the whole, the whole point about the Ravens, the Ravens are a very good football team. They've gone through a lot of adversity this year. Um, you can argue that they're better than the 10 win football team that they are because their quarterback has missed two games and their quarterback didn't necessarily have the the best start to the season, but he has picked it up. And today, and just like the, his previous two games and today, he looked like the MVP Lamar Jackson. Just, you know, they they play their brain to football, which is aggressive on defense and running the ball, <laughs> running the ball on offense. And that is their identity. That is their identity. And it worked for them. They stick to their identity. Um, whereas the Giants, they, we, we like to think as Giants fans, you know, and especially when our general manager comes out and says that we want to be about this, we want to be about running the ball, we want to be about getting to the quarterback. Well, there's a team in Baltimore that's dedicated to doing that, and they did it today, and good for them. They've had a couple years to get it right. They've had it right for a couple years, and the Giants are still trying to find their way. That's really the main difference in this game. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of said it before the stream, uh, Bobby, You know, and obviously the, the whole the conversation that's looming above our heads with just talking about this game is the fact that we're playing Dallas next week for the division. This game almost doesn't even matter. Like if we won or lost because of what happened with Dallas and Green, oh Dallas or Green Bay, why did that come in my head? With Dallas and uh, Philadelphia, they're both green. It oh, this game almost doesn't even matter. So at this point, I'm just like, okay, whatever, we lost. I know you want to talk about. There's a whole bunch of other things you want to talk about, but at least in my brain, it's like okay, fine, we lost. We're we're on to Dallas. How many th- throws do you think Daniel Jones has had in a row since he's last had an interception? It's a good question. Um, what was the last game? Was it Tampa? It was. So it's more, I would say more than 200. No. Okay, then I'm going to say. You got to think, I mean, there's two games where he just didn't play, so. All right, so, well, I I, I can't in my 162 brain, passes. passes. I was going to say 183. That was that was a number that was on my brain. So I would, I would have been close. Yeah, 162 passes, man. So he's gotten better of taking care of the ball. You know, since that, I mean, that Tampa game, I, I don't know. I, I don't like to get into dumb narratives, but do you think there might have been a moment in that Tampa, like after that Tampa game, which everyone was, ne- no one had ever been as low with on Jones since yeah. that game, where there was like a moment with him that clicked, like, okay, I can't be doing this. Like, I can't be throwing these types of interceptions. Um, I would hope so. 
There, I mean, there may, I ha- hope there so. may, there may have been, and 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 all in all, since that game, he's looked good. The Washington game after that game, I mean, he was good in that game, especially in the second half. He had one incompletion and it was a drop. The Eagles game, he was damn near perfect. The Bengals game, he was damn near perfect. And then the Arizona game, I mean, where he he's was hurt. noticeably hurt. Like today, he looked fine. You know, obviously, he was probably, you know, he's probably, you know, he's still hurt. But that Arizona game, he was not just banged up. He was he was hurt badly to the point where yeah. I don't like to criticize about those type of decisions where I was like, I could not believe they put him back in the game for that second half. Yeah. Um, so, all in all, I know we're, we'll talk about the QB for, you know, until the draft. Um, and I think most people realize we're probably not going to take one. Um, I think the last two months have been pretty good for Jones. You know, we haven't had the big, huge games like we had last year. But uh, all in all, um, you know, a lot of people's biggest issues were the turnovers. So now we we need to figure out a way to get those big plays, to get the touchdowns, to get the points right. mixed with the with with the you know the fewer turnovers. You know. Yeah, I just and again, you know, I I want to be, I want to kind of come to the realization, if it is a valid argument, of if there's a pathway to move on from Jones, how does it make sense? But Bobby, in my brain, and you know what, what we look at, you know, you're you're a big film guy. I'm a big numbers guy, and we come together and we talk three times a week about this team, and a, a lot of the things that we talk about, we we agree on, especially with you know the importance of throwing the ball down the field and how it opens up other other stuff underneath. Blah 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 blah. That's your film stuff. That's my numbers, and we come together and that we both agree on that. But I, if there is some sort of way for those who are anti Jones. And for those who want to move on from him, want to take a quarterback in this year's draft, I I cannot in my brain come to the come to that conclusion. I can't because I don't think it makes sense. Because it comes back to that question that you posed uh, a couple weeks ago, and this was during the 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 the, the peak of the Jones injury and and it being you know his season being in doubt. What have we learned about him? So we haven't learned anything. Have not learned anything. And the fact that he's decreased and he's cut those turnovers down dramatically from his rookie year, we haven't learned anything about him. And the other side of that is there's some glaring holes on this team that need to be addressed in the first round. And I don't so even even if even if you even if you don't think Jones is a guy, this to me is not the year to draft one. You know, we're not gonna have a top five pick most likely, which means, you know, you know, you don't yeah. want to reach for a quarterback until we, there's some glaring holes we need to address on the team, which we'll talk about with the defense and when we talk about Dave Gettleman. I just want to go through the sacks. Matt Parrott, man, you know, he has some he has some stuff to work on, and he has, but um, he's been, you know, most of the time when he's left the game, you had a positive view of him. This game, not so much, so I'm not going to be mad at him. Um, Zeitler was good. Andrew Thomas was good. I saw he got credit for a sack. That it, it, he didn't give up a sack. Andrew Thomas looked really good in this game. Nick Gates was fine um, from the eye test. This Shane Lemieux Will Hernandez thing doesn't make sense to me, and people are finally starting to come around. And this is this is why it was so frustrating to me. It's like, man, for a fifth round rookie, I'm happy with Shane Lemieux, but he's just not better than Will Hernandez. He has these plays every game now. The difference is a lot of these games he gets saved, where Jones either gets the ball out, Nick Gates will come and save him, but this game he didn't. He gave up, I, I would say, a sack and a half because half of it I would say would credit to Matt Parrott on on one of them. And there's plays where he got beat and the ball was gotten rid of and he was saved. He's not a good pass blocker right now. 
He's not. And, you know, for a team playing for the playoffs, I don't get why Will Hernandez isn't playing. It ha- it, yeah. You know, we're this is speculative, but it has to be, be from be behind the scenes. It has to be. It has to be there is either this guy has an attitude. I, I don't know what the deal is. But him not playing over Shane Lemieux makes – it just doesn't make any sense to me. If you want to keep the rotation, fine. But the fact that it's usually 75-25 in the, in, the, in the favor of Lemieux – Playing next to a rookie left tackle, a first-year center, to me, it just—I don't—I don't get it. I do not understand it, Justin. I don't either. I do not either. You know, uh, Hernandez serves a—I feel like Hernandez serves a, a valuable purpose on the line, just as a presence as well. You would think, um, you know, being—he's one one of the longest tenure. Is he the no besides Zeitler? Because Zeitler would both him and Zeitler are. The longest tenure Giants on that offense. Well, no, line Hernandez has an extra year on him. 2018. Oh, that's right. 2019. This this was uh 2019 was Zeitler's first year. So Hernandez is the longest tenured uh Giant on the offensive line. So you would think that serves a that serves a value in the, in the room, so to so to speak. So I don't know, Bobby. I this is one that I do not know, and I'm sure they've been asking the coaching staff about it, and I'm sure they're going to get those questions uh this week. The coaching staff is because of. The glaring, like whoa, the, this was one of the first games where Lemieux was like it was he was glaringly bad. Yeah. Um, can we take a break before we go to defense? Are you cool with that? I know we haven't been doing that lately. Let's let's take a break. It's good. It's it's always good to hear Tom Coughlin's voice. Right. Let's take a break and we'll move to the defense. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right. Let's talk about the defense, man. I. I the Ravens are a deadly offense. They've been putting up points, man. But I, I thought this was kind of this. This is the worst game for the Giants' defense for me the, the entire season, just the way it looked. I mean, one, we're supposed to be a team that's able to stop the run, and we have been all year. Like you know, you know, one game doesn't tell the story. But this game, they ran the ball forty times for two hundred forty-nine yards. They ran the ball forty times <laughs> over six yards per carry. I mean, just gashed them. And then when they were throwing the ball, had all day. And this is where I was kind of frustrated with Patrick Graham, is that man, you, you got to come after these QBs. You know, like like Russell Wilson, like you know, not Russell Wilson, like Kyler Murray. These guys who are looking to run, like Russell Wilson can run, but he's not looking to run. Kyler and Lamar are looking to run. You got to blitz these guys. You got to blitz them, man. Like and especially Lamar with his accuracy. You know, we talked about going to the game. This is a game where you you got to blitz and be aggressive a little bit. I'm not saying you got to go. You know, play like Wink Martindale and the Ravens do, but on third downs, you should blitz and 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 see if your guys can make a play in man coverage, or you force Lamar Jackson to make a play. And that's not what we did. They gave Lamar Jackson all day to throw. He probably had the most time to throw in the NFL. In fact, I'm going to look up that stat when you start talking. But on third down, they were eight of eleven, eight of eleven. So it was just it was frustrating all around because it seemed like nobody could do anything right. I actually want to see if I can beat you to it. Um, he did not have the most time to throw. He had the fourth highest time to throw. What was the in the time? National Football League? Um, huh? What was it? It was three point one two, which is very high. There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight quarterbacks this weekend that had a time to throw over three seconds. That's a lot. That is a lot. Um, 
Yeah, Bobby, I, I think this not not to totally jump the gun on 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 your your point, but if if the you know this game really points out the need for an edge rusher, not only in terms of getting to the quarterback, um, in terms of uh, on passing downs, but a worry that I have had all year, and I am surprised that this that this didn't come out against the Browns, but a worry that I've had all year is a team that likes to stretch the field. In terms of running the ball, you know, you have Lamar Jackson going on at these read options. Um, Dobbins was doing a good job. You know, overall, maybe not even running to the outside, like outside the tackles, but by the tackles and stretching the field that way. Asking this Giants defense that largely does rely on. Now, this is also a defense without Fackrell, without Lorenzo Carter, without O'Shane Zimenez. But asking a Giants defense that is now largely requiring and asking three interior defensive linemen, three defensive linemen that are over 300 pounds to kind of stretch the field and go sideline to sideline and run and keep up and chase after these athletic, you know, Lamar Jackson is an athletic freak. Dobbins is is bursting onto the scene himself, asking those guys to keep up with those guys. It's a losing battle. And when you only have Blake Martinez to go sideline to sideline and Tay Crowder has been, you know, took some bad angles today and you're also asking at times Logan Ryan to play in the box where you know these guys just aren't linebackers they're not they're not big enough strong enough to play linebacker um I would love to see, you know you, you would love to see Jabril Peppers more in that situation so it's 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 a losing formula it's a losing formula yeah I and mean, it starts up front yeah and i mean they were playing i would i'm interested to see i would love to see what the percentage was but it seemed like they were playing Tay Crowder and David Mayo next to Blake Martin. like they were playing like a traditional like four three defense with you know the three defensive linemen, uh, but actually it was it was a three three five is what they were playing all all game three three five, but they just weren't playing their edge like Carter Coughlin. You remember Carter Coughlin being on the field? I remember Cam no. Brown off for some snaps. I don't I don't remember Carter Coughlin being on the field at all. Like I, Cam Brown actually made I feel like Cam Brown made some nice plays. There was one there was I wanted to clip this but I missed it. There was one play where. And this is credit to Dobbins. Dobbins actually had to come had to come off the field for this. I think it was I think it was in the second quarter. Cam Brown had an amazing hit on Dobbins, but then didn't wrap him up. It was just the hit, and oh, Dobbins wow. kept his feet turning and and kept going. So Gus Edwards was like doing Marshawn Lynch type of runs. I mean, he was just putting yeah. the team on his back though. Um, <laughs> Isaac, I mean Isaac uh, Yeatum, he can't tackle. He just can't tackle. He can't tackle no. a running back one on one. Yeah, that was brutal. And then Tay Crowder played bad today, and I I think this I think it was honestly more on coaching though, because you could tell Tay Crowder who usually plays pretty aggressive in coverage where he goes to he looks to cover a man and not just grass, his eyes were lasered in on on Lamar Jackson in the backfield, and so guys were just running into open zones behind him where usually even times with like, Tay Crowder will make a mistake but it won't be for lack of trying to cover somebody. His eyes were just locked in on Lamar Jackson, and that's that is why I said we need to blitz this team is because we're not gonna get the, we're not gonna have the pass rush to get there, and when you give Lamar that time, there's he's gonna find the open stuff underneath, and you know so you have a decision like are you gonna really cover these guys or are you gonna leave a wide open running lane for Lamar Jackson and that's that it was it was just bad all around and and it kind of. Uh, expose a little bit of this defense am i crazy in thinking that i would rather have lamar jackson if he wants to tuck it and run on the read option i would rather have lamar jackson whenever he decides that he wants to tuck it and run it on those read options get seven 
10 yards, get a solid gain versus if the running back is going to get the ball, I want to prioritize tackling that running back for, so he does not get a four or five plus yard gain. And that is where I feel like the Giants really went really went awry today. You know, maybe, you know, maybe you're right. Being too concerned about Lamar Jackson and not worrying enough about stopping what 75% of the Ravens rushing offense actually is, and that is when they hand it to the running backs. Yeah, it's I feel it. I get what and then you're if saying. it becomes a problem, if it becomes a problem, then it's like okay, we adjust Lamar Jackson. You're keeping the ball here. You've gashed us a couple times with your seven, ten plus yard gains. Because Bobby, here's the thing: Lamar Jackson is going to be Lamar Jackson. He's going to do what he's going to do anyway. But if you can stop the running backs, and if you can at least cut off that at that facet of the game, the rushing offense becomes a lot more one dimensional. Yeah, it's just. They're good. <laughs> but like listen to what your solution is. Let another player do really good stuff. Like that's 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 where we No, work. no, I'm saying prior, prioritize no prioritize I know what you're stopping saying. the running back. So then what we're if we're saying that this is a coaching thing where Tay Crowder like let's say, you know, Tay Crowder took some bad angles today. He even took some bad angles in the run game. So if Tay Crowder if Tay if they're making Tay Crowder's priority spying Lamar Jackson because he he is the guy that actually does have the athleticism. You can argue that maybe behind Jabril Peppers, Tay Crowder is the second best athlete on this defense in terms of, you know, combination of speed and strength. So if they're if if that's if that's his job to spy Lamar Jackson no matter what he's doing, just say to Tay Crowder, no, screw that. We'll have the backside edge rusher or whoever the backside defensive end is. That'll be his job. You just play your regular game. Yeah, I, an idea. I, I mean, it would have been better than what we saw today. That's for damn sure. I mean, they yeah. they gashed us in the run game. I mean, 250 yards rushing. You know, against a team that's built to stop the run um, and be able to play like that zone over the middle, and it just it was it was a very bad game against you know a a very good offense. You know, but I feel like this defense should be able to step up to the plate against these type of offenses. Right. And and I get this is probably like the you know micro. Like, macro is like, we still feel good about this defense, you know? But like you said, I mean, it's, there's a, a glaring need for someone to rush the passer on the edge. The defense, like, it's nice that Leonard Williams has eight and a half sacks. It's nice that Dex has some pass rush ability. But we need someone who can get there on the edge on third down when you know that, hey, our coverage is going to be good for two and a half, three seconds, you know? Like like Seattle, like we were able to do against Seattle, but Seattle's O-line sucks. Like, their offensive line yeah. is horrible, especially, like, in, on the interior. So... Yeah. And I think that Seattle game set a precedent for quarterbacks. Now, Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray are also different kinds of quarterbacks than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is always looking for the explosive play. And I and I 100% agree with that. Like, that is the way to go in the NFL. You know, explosive plays, you know how much I love it. But I think that game set a precedent of smart offensive teams are looking at that game that the Giants had. And it's like, listen, they're not going to allow explosive plays. The Giants aren't. Giants are the best team in the national. Last time I checked, which, which, which was a couple weeks ago, Giants are the best team in the National Football League in not allowing explosive pass plays. They're the number. They're number one. They were number thirty-two when they were last last year. So then, what are offensive teams telling their quarterbacks? You're not going to get the deep play against the Giants, but things are going to be open underneath, and that's exactly kind of what happened last week with Kyler Murray, just not not dinking and dunking, but still throwing the ball kind of past the sticks near the sticks. 
and they're getting yards after the catch since the Giants are playing a little soft. So, Bobby, I think this this kind of brings us back to a point where you talked about last year, where, with and this is with James Betcher, you would rather see the Giants fail trying to be aggressive rather than fail being conservative and just allowing things to happen in front yeah. of them. Yeah. This... The, the difference, though, is that we've seen this be successful all year. Like, even that Arizona game, it's like, it's not like the Arizona's offense went off and, and like, they had great like great field position. Last week against Cleveland, you're missing some good players and you still, you know, held them to 20 points. This was the first game where it's like, this is this was a bad defensive game. Like, this was just yeah. flat out bad. Um, so that's why it's not like, like, I get what they're doing. Like, they're trusting what got them here. But I I feel like at some point you had to adjust and be like, hey, we got it, we got to we got to start going after them, even though like you know it wasn't the Ravens weren't as successful in the second half, but they were they still were pretty successful. Yeah, yeah, stinks. Uh, I I was not expecting this when I opened up the the game book. Um, now I I can I have a theory as to why McKinney had eight total tackles today, but also if you're playing free safety and if you're playing back. A lot of the time, and running plays are getting to the secondary level. It's your job to come up and make a play. Um, but a lot of people have been asking about McKinney, including our friend Sean Sullivan in the Patreon chat. So there you go. That's something on Xavier McKinney. But until he's playing in the box consistently, I'm not. I'm not really going to like evaluate McKinney because that's not his strength playing back there. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll, maybe we'll go watch the all twenty-two and it'll look really, really good. We'll we'll see. Um. All right, did you have anything else on like just in this game takes before we can talk to some big picture stuff? Isaac Yadim uh, had a had a Deion Sanders game tackling wise. <laughs> that's true. Tony Romo said that. So big picture wise, the you know, the thing that's on everybody's mind, Justin, for next season, is Dante Pettis the guy? <laughs> Is he is he this year's Corey Coleman? I don't think he did enough to to have the Corey Coleman hype of a twenty plus yard play on the sideline. I don't think he did enough. I'm I sorry. think he did do enough. I'm I'm on the Dante the f- Pettis train. He is he is our next Corey Coleman. I can't wait to see what he looks like in preseason next year. He is our next he is our next um middling wide receiver love child for this New York Giants team. The fact that he wore number talk about thirteen his, was a, we're gonna talk about his first wore, year stats, his combine times. We are gonna Oh boy, we are going to have an off season. He's going to get his own PPP. Dante Pettis season, it starts now. I don't think he's going to get his own PPP. I think he may. I think he may share that with maybe some other people. Um, the fact that he wore number thirteen is kind of a flex, right? I know, cocky, confident. I like it. Reggie White, all time giant, great. Yep, remembering him. Yep, Reggie White. We got Ramses Barden. Um, who wore 13 before that? Lorenzen was 12, right? Or did Lorenzen wear 13? Let me look this up really quick. We're bad Giants fans because now you have me. Now you have me thinking. Now you have me thinking. 13. Damn it! Gosh, he was so big. Rest in peace. Um. No, no. Well, no. He wore both actually. He both. He, so this is why we got confused because he wore both 12 and 13. For the Giants. Number 12, Ryan Nassib. And then he changed to number 9. All-time great. Another all-time great. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that, like, we drafted this guy, like, might be the successor for Eli, and then we go through, like, his entire contract, and it's like Eli's, Eli was still around. Danny Canal was one. You know, Danny Behan brought him up, so. 
Number th- number th- the famous number thirteen. All right, let's talk about Dave Gilman though. Seriously, yeah. We'll we'll probably spend Wednesday and Friday talking about him a lot more. I just want to ask you, what is your percent chance on him coming back or leaving? If the Giants, it I think right now it's as simple as this. I have to think a little bit more about if the Giants win, but if the Giants lose Week Seventeen against the Dallas Cowboys at home. With their backup quarterback, when the NFC East is on the line, if the Giants lose Week 17, Dave Gettleman is done. Done. Okay. It's as simple as that. Well, so if that happens, what's your percent chance? Let's, just, they, as, let's the, just assume the worst happens and not, you know, If the Giants the lose? Yes. If the Giants lose, there's a 95% chance of Dave Gettleman not coming back. John Mayer will take that personally. I still think he's coming back. You're nuts. I really do go back and forth with this, man. I, 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 here's where like the part of me that says, like, hey, they decided to bring him back. He killed 2020 with Joe Judge. Give them together another year. Here's the part of me that wants him fired. We have the 31st ranked offense. We don't win games. Correct. It's, we have we we over three years where you could you could talk about you know like okay like even if like you talk a lot of people that are like all anti talk about 2018. Well, even 2018, he he invested in the offense. Okay, he drafted uh, an amazing player, Saquon, second overall, and I get he's injured this year, but nonetheless, Will Hernandez, second round, um, you know, uh, signing Nate Solder in free agency. So we have the 31st ranked offense three years three years in, and you say, well, Jason Garrett. It's like, okay, well then we need a GM who, when the you know the owner says we want to hire Jason Garrett, says no, it just says flat out no. So yeah. that's where I'm at with Gallman. I. I am leaning. I don't want him back, and I, I, I've, I really do go back and forth on this man. I don't want him back because it's like this offense is the thirty-first ranked offense in the NFL. Three years into his tenure, we don't win games. Three years into his tenure, the part of me that says bring him back is since he has been working with Joe Judge has been good. So I, I don't know, but I, 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 at this moment, I lean, I lean. You don't bring him back, but I lean the Giants. I will say. 59% chance that the Giants do bring him back. We would hear some we would hear some Gettleman's probably gone rumors from Glazer, Schefter, or Rappaport at this point. And we, I mean, we heard him last year at this point. It's why I thought Gettleman yeah. was going to be fired at this point last year. This year, we haven't heard him from anyone besides some random dude with 29,000 followers who has like the worst track record of being right with the Giants of all time. Yeah, and the Giants are, are, are an organization that likes to leak things Maybe that's changed with Joe Judge. Maybe that's also changed with Joe Judge. Maybe maybe the Giants draft pick this year is not going to leak uh, 24 hours before the draft. That would be kind of nice to have some sort of uh, secrecy and surprise. So, um, the Andrew Thomas was not leaked this year, by the way. Hey, with Trish, Tristan Wirfs was the name that was being thrown well, around. We got anyway. told, I got told uh, like an hour and a half before. That oh, that's it was true. You, you did. You did get told. I'm talking about by. By like a big head, like a like yeah. a glazer. My my guy was like some random person who's like, "Hey, my friend texts me the the pick an hour before the draft every year." Yeah, it's Andrew Thomas. I didn't believe it, and I wouldn't report it anyways. But I did get told, so now I feel you know this is me to like, I didn't know, but I actually knew kind of thing, which I actually hate. Yeah. So I hate myself right now. Well, you need the whole thing with the journalism is we've been told you need two sources. You had one source, Bobby. So, um, what are, what am I? Uh, so all right, so here's where I'm at. Personally, and I and I and I announced this today officially, and I officially got to this point this week. 
I'm done with Gettleman. I'm done. Like there, there, yeah. ev- there is no even doubt in, in my mind. There's no doubt here. There's no doubt there. You do have to play the results. And 2018, 2018, and I'm not even talking about the results of winning and losing games, but 2018, and I'm, I'm, well, let me say this. Dave Gettleman's batting average is playing the results. That is what John Maris said. And his batting average needs to go up. His batting average did go up. But it's the fact that 2018 was such a bad start that his batting average is still below 200, if you want to use baseball terms here. So, yeah, not having a single free agent that's making an impact. And, I, and let's take the draft out of it, Bobby, because Saquon, it's a bad situation. Now, if now in my opinion, you draft a running back in the first round and you're relying on a running back so much, that's malfeasance on your part because these running backs, they're going to get hurt. That's malfeasance on your part. But we will remove that from the equation because torn ACLs suck. Second round pick, Will Hernandez. Play the results. He is on the bench right yeah, now. Yeah, the coaches he don't want to play him. He shouldn't Even be. if he's better. He shouldn't be. But Joe Judge and this coaching staff does not view Will Hernandez as a starting player. That's, that's a bad yep. look. Lorenzo Carter. That is definitely an exception because this was a guy that, you know, Dave Gettleman likes to talk about, you know, well, it's it used to be the two-year breakout player. Now it's the third year. Well, Lorenzo Carter was having that breakout year, so that is the exception. And B.J. Hill is a fourth-round uh, defensive defensive tackle, defensive end. Third round, but they 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 went and got guys to play above him to where he can't play besides, you know, 20%. So Correct, but like I'm BJ- talking about the, we're still playing the results. But And then even look at the free agent class. Bobby, if we had one free agent, if we had a single free agent who is contributing to this team right now from 2018, I think that would make a difference. Hot take. Yeah. If we had a good player that was still on the team from 2018, who was maybe on the last year of a three-year deal, that would be good for this football team. And there's not a single one, a single one. And I hate to say it, Nate Solder not playing this year has helped the Giants more than it is hurt. Yeah, I mean, Alec Ogletree probably his worst move. Um, Patrick O'Mahon, you know, they cut him the first year. Jonathan Stewart, obviously, you know, the, uh, one year deal. People, people point at that one. That to me is, is a nothing deal. One year deal. Um, and then Nate Solder, and this is and and this is what happens with Nate Solder. A lot of people, including myself, agreed with the Nate Solder signing at the time. Well, you're like, oh, well, you're playing hindsight. That's what this is. Okay, we look back and we say, did he make a good move? No, he did not. So. I understand that you were on board with it at the time, but looking back with hindsight, he was horrible, horrible, a yeah. horrible football player at left tackle because we had the draft. We had the drafts so we drafted a left tackle this year, not because Nate Solder was average. We drafted one because he was horrible. Um, so I get, I agreed with the move at the time too, even though I knew he wasn't, the, you know, I don't think anyone was talking about how good Nate Solder was, but it's like, you need the upgrade there, but he really wasn't an upgrade, you know? He, he, he got better as 2018 went along because Eli got the ball out quick. Um, so, and with, with the QB who dared to hang in the pocket a little bit, he was he was brutally bad. Law, literally, like, you can point to games and be like, if you have better left tackle play, we probably win two, three more games. Chicago, yep. Detroit. 2019. The yep. Jets. Like, there's games where if Nate Solder is better. With, there's three games right there I just point out my head where if you have a good left tackle, if you have like Andrew Thomas's best games, we may like we may win three more games. Yep, and I agree. Like think about the like the Jets; they didn't have a pa- a good pass rusher besides Jordan. They had they had, they had, uh, they had uh, Jamal Adams was their was their best pass rusher. Yeah. Fla- Trey Flowers is good for Detroit, but we've seen Andrew Thomas shut down better, like a, much better players than him. And then Chicago, um, 
Khalil Mack is really good, so I'll, 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 I'll give him a pass on that. But anyways, anyways, back on point. I agree. I think he should be fired, but I don't think he's going to be. I would not mind. Now, uh, the, the difference between fired and moving to an advisory role, I think we're, we're considering that as the same thing. It's like Tom Coughlin-esque of not being fired but being asked to leave. If he's if he moves to an advisory role where he is still working in the draft, I, I I would like I would I would welcome that though. If they I go outside the that. building though, doing that to to keep uh, promote Kevin Abrams makes no sense. I'm I'm prepping for that by the way. That, but that makes no sense. They can't do that, man. They can't do that. That makes no sense. Because why not? If you want to do that, just keep Dave Gettleman for another year. And guess what? I agree. No one's going. No one's picking up Kevin Abrams. I promise you, Kevin Abrams isn't on anybody's GM list. So he's what would be list, the point? Uh, he, he, It'd be Tom Coughlin list, uh... all over again. <laughs> You're just moving yeah. everybody. It's like, oh, this isn't working. You know what we should do? Move everybody up one in the organization. There's, they just can't do it, man. If they want to move Gettleman to an advisory role and then go outside the building, cool. But to promote Kevin Abrams, they just can't, man. I refuse to believe that they will do that. Yeah. Would you even view Cesar, uh, Cesario as a because this is well the, it was coming yes from that the would rumor. be you may people may not like it but that is going outside the building to me yeah okay uh, I don't yeah I, I I guess it 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 would be but that's ultimately it's a judge hire yeah that's a judge general manager hire that's not and this is me this is me just playing devil's devil's advocate here because I don't know I don't know what I want because I'm focused on week seventeen um. But hiring Cesario is a judge move where technically it's still a comfortable move where you don't know if you would be hiring the best person for the job. Yeah, I just I don't have a lot of GM takes for guys that um don't like 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 even Ed like I would love Ed like I would get excited about Ed Dodds from India. I don't know if he's a good GM. I just know he yeah. works for a good GM. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard to yeah. judge. Unless it's a retread like you know Gettleman or Jerry Reese, who's a, you know who's a hot commodity right now, it's hard to it's hard to judge. So, um, it's, it's you know it, it's one of those things where you know we'll do is we'll do way more research than anybody else. But it is like a it's the definition when of a we wait win. and see. How about we talk about this? But when when we win week seventeen and we make the playoffs, do you think that changes it? Do you think making winning and let's just say we win and we miss the playoffs. Let's say Washington wins, we win. Do you think that oh. changes it at all? Because I don't think I don't think that changes it at all. That is that is a scenario, I guess. Um, no, I would I, I would I would still be on the 95. How about this? Instead of instead of a ninety five percent, if we lose, if we win, it's ninety percent. How about that? Okay. But yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that's based, you're basically saying he's gone. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happens, man. It's gonna be interesting. Um, I don't think I think I think he's staying. I do, and honestly, I like you said. I want I want him fired, but I just keep coming back to they decide to bring him back since he's. And I know I said this take a million times since they've decided to bring him back. He knocked it out of the park. I'm like, well, Joe Judge is involved. Like, okay, that means they have a good. That means they work together well. So I I, I don't know. Uh, if they I'm, bring back if they bring back Gettleman, by the way, they're going to have to scapegoat Garrett. Like that you will have to fire have Garrett to regardless. Be. You have to fire Garrett regardless. But they're gonna have to scapegoat the hell out of it. 
What do you mean? They will have to scapegoat. Get, in terms of how can John Mara get in front of a microphone after a five-win season, let's say hypothetically we're, we're not going to lose against Dallas, but let's say we hypothetically lose against Dallas. John Mara gets in front of a microphone, five-win season, where most of the wins are coming against backup quarterbacks again, right? Where Carson Wentz is a backup quarterback at this point. Um, Josh, uh, to Kyle Allen, do we have a win against Kyle Allen? Kyle Allen's backup quarterback. Um, what other what other wins starter, do we have? But I get what you're saying. What other wins do we have this year? Yeah, yeah, we the get Bengals. your point. Just just okay. get, get to your point. Get to my point. We we get it. Um, <laughs> where the majority of our of our five win season came against backup quarterbacks, and Giants are one of the worst teams in the NFL since Dave Gettleman took over. That now we are after his third year and his third year and his tenure. If he's just gonna st- stand up there and say I feel good about the direction of the team, without scapegoating. Jason Garrett without firing Jason Garrett. How how are you going to feed that Kool-Aid to fans? Fan, fans are going to lose their minds if you just say, oh, we're just going to stay the course, do what we're doing as we're doing right now. They, well, they're going to have to fire Jason Garrett either way. But this is all – this I've been telling people, this is all I have to say. Did I say if they didn't improve his batting average? Say his batting average was at 150. Now we're really getting into these, these meaningless – it's like, <laughs> okay, he's at 150. Metaphors. Since then, he's hit – Three singles, four doubles, and two home runs. Now, his batting average is still at 260, which I guess is formidable in today's baseball. Um, it's all about OBP and war and all that stuff. But essentially, it's like it's still not the best batting average, but it's it was significantly increased. But you ha- they have to fire Jason Garrett. There's no way that – I don't care who you bring back. They, I would not here's, – here's where I am, and – they bring back Dave Gettleman, it doesn't ruin the offseason for me. They bring back Jason Garrett and it ruins the offseason for me. It ruins any type of hope yeah. I have for next year if they bring back Jason Garrett. I would agree with that. Where bringing I back would. Dave Gettleman does not ruin any hope, does not ruin hope for me. So, no, uh, I, I would, I, w- I would agree with that. I would. Did you see Ed Valentine snapping at people today for Big Blue View? <laughs> He's, he was on fire. He was I, mad. I respected it. I've never seen Ed it. that mad before. You you got some you got some cojones to be firing off with people. <laughs> so as a no no listen listen what I'm listen what I'm about to say. You got some cojones to be firing at people without a face behind your profile picture. For you to be like a big time account. Now if you're a fan if you're you know if you're just a casual fan you don't want your face online. Perfectly fine, but. If you're a big time account and a verified account, and without without your face being there to fire crap off like that, boy. But Ed, boy. but they all know Ed. Like Ed, Ed ha- like it's the big blue view account. Ed has his per like they all know it's Ed. Like it's not like everyone knows. I mean, it literally says tweets by Ed Valentine. So it's not like he's you know he's hiding behind it. Like everyone knows that's like Ed Valentine. All right. He's usually right. pretty quiet. Like you don't see Ed Valentine firing off hot takes. You know. He, Maybe he had a little too much to drink. I mean, they're home. They're all they're all doing the games from home. They're doing the press conferences from home. Beat reporters don't even need to leave their house now, so they just need to hop on Zoom. I don't want to be. I don't want to accuse Ed Valentine of being drunk. Like he's one of the. You know, like I actually like Ed for the most part. No, I wasn't accusing. I just said, you know, maybe a little little leftover Christmas eggnog was. You know, was was sitting there, and it's just like you know, Giants are bad. I really, I'm really hating my job right now because this team sucks and. You know, let's just fire off a giant insider a little bit. You know that that thought would have been in his head for weeks then. 
or oh, maybe no, years. I, I, yeah. Maybe years that thought has been in his head. <laughs> good. Good. Good, because there's not a lot of us that aren't blocked from, from those clowns, from those buffoons, some might call them, that don't get a chance to say anything back to them. He went at it's Rosenblatt, because Rosenblatt's like, Pettis is still not returning kicks, and he's like, for the 800th time, Dante Pettis has never returned kicks in the NFL. In fact, he, he has he one time. He has one time, and he fumbled. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he fumbled, which is funny. Which, if I was like a Dion Lewis kick return supporter, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, Dion Lewis fumbled on a two kick returns. Dante Pettis fumbles on a hundred percent of his kick returns." You would just, you would just show that clip over and over. Yeah, again. I would just keep on tweeting that. But it's like I'm not a, I'm not a Dion Lewis supporter. I actually would like to see Dante Pettis back there, even though he hasn't been kick returning in the NFL. No, but he's too important at wide receiver for you to be putting him back there returning kicks. That's true. That's true. We don't want to lose him. Or that no. just br- all the more reason to keep him around, like Corey Coleman. He also has return ability. Ooh. We all what a wild like, card. This sounds like I'm making fun of people, but I was all in on the Corey Coleman train. Like, 2019, I was expecting him to be wide receiver number two. I was expecting it to be um, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and then Corey Coleman. It's like It was like, is it going to be Corey Coleman or Cody Latimer? Now, Slate, you know, he got hurt. Slayton overtook Latimer, and Latimer was on the bench. But, I mean, he was my wide receiver, too. Like, I, I think we even – he may have even been, like, the first week of PPPs. I don't even know. I was also all in on Ed Valentine just calling people out today. I was all in on that. All so in. We were, both, we were both all in for two different reasons today. Oh, man. Don't like when it happens to my friend Zach, though. Yeah. I mean, it was – But he, he was just – a casualty in the train that was Ed Valentine. <laughs> no one was stopping that train today. I hope Ed listens to this. If you're like friendly with Ed, be like, you know, like the just tell him like the talking giants guys were talking about you, man. It was pretty funny. Like I love it. I hope he listens to this. Like it was you sent me that. I was like, oh my gosh, he's going at people's heads. <laughs> oh man, that was that was <laughs> And then or here's also the thing. Like Chris and Jerry at Giant Insider, friends of the program, um, they Multiple times, I don't know who, I can imagine, whoever's the more Italian one? Who's the more New York guy? Probably um, uh, Chris. Chris? Parentheses Chris. Or or dash dash Chris, parentheses Chris. So, there was somebody who was replying to people saying, I'm going to take care of it. Like, very very mafia-like like whoa like what are you gonna do to him like i i'm gonna i'm gonna take care of it i'm gonna take care of the situation i'm gonna i'm gonna deliver a message Will that, they fight? that's the vibe you think they'll that's fight? the vibe i don't know that but they they may all right so he, let me i will read you or not read you but i will revisit the he said original... like, we'll take care of this when i see you yeah that's that's what he said that's what he said oh i thought i oh no i dm'd it to you whatever so i'll take i'm gonna take care of this i'm gonna when i see when i see you i'm gonna take care of this when i see him and he was telling that to other people too he was very mafia. Oh yeah, yeah, very mafia like. Don't hurt us, man. People get mad at me. Like, why do you make fun of them? I just want to remind you, they went after us first. I just people forget that because it's been so long. But anyways, I've been traveling on this road so long. Old me's dead and gone. We're bad people. I mean, at least I'm a bad. Bobby's a very forgiving person. I'm not. I hold grudges. I could be friends with them tomorrow if they were willing. I, re- I would not be friends with them tomorrow. Nah, I could, I could Maybe get two you days around. I've, I've gotten you around on people before. You have. Maybe two days from now. All right. Not tomorrow. Uh, let's end the show. Let's end the show. We have a game to win. We have a game to win on Sunday. We have a game to win. I hope I and my team beat you in fantasy football because if that means – if if we beat you, me and my brother, that means we're going to the Cheez-It Bowl for free, which will be fun. And 
You're a loser. Sucks. You had Alvin Kamara and you're going to lose. You're a loser. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> 60 point day. <laughs> All right, let's um here's one thing. Say something like disgusting. I I want to get on people's nerves. Whoa. Um talk about like gosh. like you farting or something. You you can't, you can't just put the me show. on the spot. Did you fart today? I, no, I did not fart today. If I'm you not did, what would it sound like? Um what would it I I have very All right, so we'll talk about my fart noises. There's a couple of my friends who have very like nasty, like they need to see a doctor farts. <laughs> and mine, whenever I I try to like do it around them so I can so we can like compare, can't can't I I doesn't have the same stench, doesn't have the same like they're 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 girly farts. However, I know some girls who can really fart too. So yeah, don't be sexist, Tough for dude. Me. Don't be sexist. I know. All right, that's the show. Why did why did you need to hear that by the way? Because people get you... so mad that now I'm just embracing it. Like, oh oh, people get mad at me. Yeah, people get mad at me for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it's all good. People don't like me. People don't like, and this is with Danny too. Like, people just don't like young people being smarter than them. That's that wow. that's brutal, but they don't like it. Or people that didn't like like, and it's so dumb because it's like, yeah, did I play a little football? Yeah, but I didn't play at some high level, and I suck. Like, I was I was a screw up, and but it's like, yeah, but. And then you's like, uh, you didn't play high school football like me. Like it's you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, dude, you don't know what you're to play in high school football. You learn about one position, okay? I have my National Honor Society for this for sociology, criminal justice behind me every show. Screw people, okay? Screw them. Um, that makes me want to not defend you though, because it's like, what is that? It's just a piece of paper. It's literally a piece of paper. It is. It, it literally is just. It's and it's framed too. It doesn't it's prove a piece of paper anything. That's framed. So now I'm back on the other people's side. All right, let's end the show. Very good. Let's end the show. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for sticking around. I mean, if you're listening to this episode, you are you are in. And if you're listening to this part of the episode, you are all in. So we appreciate you guys. We'll be back on Wednesday for mailbag. Until then, let's go big blue.